This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. There's like this wall, like, you know, like an American ninja warrior, there's like a wall you have to run up. So I thought I was the man. I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, you got to record this for me. So I go running up the wall and I just didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't make it. And it's funny because you think like, oh, like she's going to laugh at me. She's going to, you know, my partner will judge me. No, that actually brings you together because it's like, wow, this guy is willing to try something so ridiculous. Just have a good time. We just got to do this thing called our family. And to me, date night is those two or three hours every week where I'm reminded of like, oh, I love you. Like, that's right. Like we got married at some point and it wasn't so that we could get to soccer on time. Like it was because we like each other and we love each other. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. My name is Andy Hill, and today we're talking about the importance of date night in our marriages. Yes, the more I think about it, talk about it, and just look into it, I feel like this might be one of the most important investments we can make for our long-term family success. I know it's something I'm personally working on with two small kids and the responsibilities of life. Date night sometimes takes a back seat. That changes now, right now. On today's show, we're going to do three things. Number one, we're going to hear from professional writer, podcaster, and YouTuber, Martin Dasko. Since he focuses most of his content on personal finance and dating from a single guy's perspective, he's going to tell us married folks how we can spice up our marriages without going broke. And then number two, after our chat with Martin, I'm going to interview Kristen Manieri, the founder of Do Good Date Night. Kristen started this organization to help couples have an opportunity to give back in their community while having fun with their spouses at the same time. And then number three, after we get inspired by Kristen, I'm going to share my top three takeaways so you can start creating some epic date nights with your spouse right away. Okay, y'all ready to rock? Let's welcome our first guest, dating and personal finance writer, Martin Dasko. Welcome to the show, Martin. Thanks for having me. What an intro. (laughs) Hey, man. Well, you're doing some exciting things and you're going to help me out in my marriage. So it's a win-win for everybody today. (laughs) So you wrote this article, which I really enjoyed. um, And let's dive into it a little bit. So I know that people like myself, because I'm a frugal dude, like to use money as an excuse to not like do something exciting with their dates. You know, what are some what are some low budget activities that people can do that and, and still have fun couples? Yeah, you sent me the questions. I was talking to a girlfriend about this last night, and I kind of realized that like low budget dates are probably the best dates in most in most of the cases. And it's easy for us to confuse uh, like money with fun. Like we all think that oh, I need to spend a lot of money to have fun, but that's that's not the case at all. So like I made a list of things that I've done this year, so or just things I've done in general. And like the first thing that comes to mind is I uh, just renting those city bikes. If you live in any kind of a, a city, you can rent like bikes. Like, I don't know if they have it in your city, but my city, they, they got the bikes. You rent those and just, you, you just go cruising around. It's something simple, but like it'll, it'll cost you like 5 $7 per bike. 
but it's something you've probably never done. You never even thought of doing. We can cruise around and like find new areas. Like we were driving around and we found an abandoned uh, water park in Toronto called Ontario place. Like it's so cool. It's abandoned. Like we didn't break in. It's, it's fully abandoned. You can just walk right in. We're like, wow, this is neat. You, you never see this if you're just like going for expensive dinners or just driving everywhere. And you, it's something so simple you forget to do is ride a bike, you know? I love it. Another thing is uh, like go for waterfall hikes. Like, you know, like there's always like those social media articles, like 10 places you must see in your town or around you. And you never really read them because you think they're kind of lame. But like read those articles. <laughs> so I found a place with like, it, it said 10 cool waterfalls near Toronto. And I'm like, why don't I ever see these? Like, why don't I ever, like everyone talks about Niagara Falls or like popular like, touristy spots. Why not check out these waterfalls? So you can go there and then you can like go on a hike, you can uh, like go exploring, go walk around. And that in itself gives you something to talk about, something different to do. And you can do it during a day when the kids are at school or, or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah, that's such a, you know, it's such a good point. Like living in the city that you live in, you're like, hey, I just know my routine. I go to the places I go. But discovering where you live and spending some time doing that with your with your spouse could be a ton of fun. Yeah, it's, like we, we went to, uh, there's a historical district. Uh, we just went through the other day just to walk around. Like, like you never think to go, but why not? <laughs> Even if it is touristy, who cares? What are you, what are you above that? <laughs> Absolutely. And, th- and that, that helps you to become like a, uh, almost an ambassador of your city too. So when people come into town seeing, you say, hey, here are the things to do. That, that's, that's like, that's a kind of fun thing to have on your resume, right? <laughs> oh, exactly. And I, I did a ghost tour a couple of years ago. Like, it's like a haunted house tour. It's ridiculous. Like, they tell you like scary stories and stuff. It's like, whatever, it's fun, it's silly. But then after I got so inspired, I convinced my friend who's into history to do a historical walk through parks in Toronto. So we ended up doing that. And he's kind of a slacker, he's not doing it anymore. But like, that's so so neat that you never think to look at the like, the haunted history of your town, right? Yeah, that's great. That's cool. So so you, you got some- I just have a few more. Yeah, go ahead, know. rock and roll. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, yeah, I'm excited about this. I got mini golf on the list. <laughs> mini golf's always a good one. Uh, bowling. Bowling's really good. I got um, uh, free concerts. There's a lot of free concerts always going around and free shows. And like, once again, you might think you're above it, but why not? Why not go check out the concerts? Obviously, not going to be like like the Rolling Stones or anything. But our our movie nights. Uh, a lot a lot of big cities have a movie nights in the park. Those are free. I got a. Uh, oh yeah, I also I got arcades. Arcades are really good. Like, because I don't play video games, but like everybody loves an arcade, right? Yeah. Cause they got like the basketball games. They got like the table, table hockey, table tennis. Like that, that's going to cost you 20 bucks. You guys can you know have some drinks and play some games. And finally, if, you, if you're really, really cheap, just go on Groupon. I just did, I did this as I was waiting to start this episode. And I saw like, uh, I saw a water park had a last minute deal. I saw there's a, a sign language uh, classes. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. That's why not? Why not learn some sign language, right? Like why not? <laughs> that would be pretty cool. And I saw like, like a few like massages and stuff. If you like, like on sale, like, like so, you know, you can just open a Groupon and find something crazy to do close to you. And it, it, it could be like a ridiculous deal. Just take take it up and try it out. That's so cool. I love I love the adventure mindset of just like, hey, uh, that'd be kind of cool to speak sign language. Let me let me give that a shot. Yeah, why not? Right. So you, at least learn a few words, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you talk about adventure in that article too. So I know you're all about adventure. You do the pro wrestling. You do the jujitsu. You like to get out there and enjoy life. So what are some cool ways that you've brought um, some adventure into the dates that uh, you've been on? Yeah. So one thing I, I find that really helps is to have some comp- some competition, some friendly competition. So like 
a lot of people are afraid to do this because they're like, oh, you know, we should we should just you know be polite, be respectful, which which is obviously normal. We should should be, but why not why not compete a little? Why not go somewhere where we can like, actually have a friendly challenge and set some stakes? Like obviously you live together, you obviously have probably have joint finances, so it's obviously for fun. But it could be like all oh, the losers buying dinner, or the losers buying drinks, you know, and like. And it's fun. And it's fun just to compete. Like uh, you can go to like a rock climbing place or uh, like an, like uh, even if you're mini golfing, why not have a competition? Turn it into something uh, some, something fun. And another thing is to uh, do bucket list things together. You know, like uh, if you wanted to ever learn something or, or try something different, why not why not do that together and, and go in and. And, and it helps you grow, grow stronger as, as a couple. I love it, man. That's such a great idea. Yeah, I mean, writing down those big ideas, those those cool bucket list adventures. My wife always brings up to uh, brings this up to me, and I'm not sure if she does it in jest, but she wants to go whitewater rafting like all the time. Like when she's had a really bad day where the kids are just like all over her legs, she's like, "Take me whitewater rafting." <laughs> Andy, I think that's a hint, my friend. I think I have to do it. Have you, take, you haven't taken her yet? No, I haven't. Oh. Does she listen to the show? She does sometimes. Well, well let's see. I think I looked at her, her podcast list the other day and she hadn't listened to the show in 57 episodes. So maybe she'll be, maybe she'll catch up on this one if it's about dating. <laughs> so hopefully by next year you've taken her. Hopefully yes. by the time she listens to this, you've taken her Absolutely. already. Absolutely. <laughs> It's getting cold out. So. <laughs> I know, man. I better get on it. So, so let's talk about that. I need to push my bounds a little bit. That I know that's something I need to work on. So, you have you had some other uh, ideas in the article about pushing people a little bit out of the comfort zone, kind of doing some some wild stuff. So, uh, what what else what else do you have for us? Yeah. So, so this one's really exciting. So, we, we just you know you, you're dating, you know each other, and you just you just feel like that's it. But why not show some vulnerability? Why not do something that scares you so for me this like i can't i don't like i want to dance but i'm not that good of a dancer unless i'm drunk so like so why not like dance lessons <laughs> so me and the girlfriend just just uh, signed up for dance lessons uh, salsa lessons and i'm i'm nervous because i've tried salsa lessons in the past and i always fail <laughs> like i don't fail but you know like they don't tell you, you failed but like i'm i know what i'm not doing well at something so, so one thing that really pushed you out of your, out of your comfort zone is any, any lessons of something that you're not good at. Hmm. And like the one thing I've, I've found is that, like obviously you want to look good in front of your spouse, but it's good to show some weaknesses and vulnerabilities and, and like just to show them that you want to try something different. So you can try, start off with dance lessons. Like even do something ridiculous like hip-hop dance lessons. Like you, you're probably never going to use this in real life, but why not try it out? If you can find a good deal close to you, but hip hop dance lessons, salsa dance lessons, uh, bachata, tango, and your wife knows you can't dance, but you're willing to do this for her, that that's amazing because she'll she'll see you, you know, fall on your face, she'll see you embarrass yourself, and it's just it's so much fun. It'll I, I find it brings you closer together because then then you have to like learn, right? So we like we we're getting ready for these salsa lessons, like like you know we're watching YouTube videos and like. <laughs> There's so much more to it than just actual date. Like you have something to bo- you both have, you have a mutual interest now, and then you can go out. So when, you, when you're planning your nights out, you can you can go to a, like a salsa night, and then when you go there, you make lots of friends. So you're meeting people you probably never meet in your life because you let's say you do hip hop dance lessons. A lot of people, like you, you know, you might make, make new friends you would have never met because you probably don't go to hip hop nightclubs <laughs> with your wife. Absolutely. I mean, I am um, I am the perennial like, hey, let's go out to the nice dinner guy. And it's just like all of these ideas that you're throwing at me are ways that I can um, just create some fun memories with my wife and you no know, do like do vulnerable challenges that are 
really going to make, I don't know, just things that we'd look back on and watch videos or, or have photos of and be like, wow, remember when we did that and when I fell on my face when we were doing salsa dancing? And, and these places always have like videos and chances to record stuff. And, and another, like another thing I was going to say is uh, something like a rock climbing or like a, compet- a competition of something that you're obviously not good at. Like I did rock climbing last week. It wasn't a date. It was more of a sponsored thing through blogging weird but yeah so like i went rock climbing and i'm like this is a perfect date spot because like most people they don't know if they're good at rock climbing or not like do you know if you're good at it or not i've never done it before exactly so something like that it's outside your comfort zone you don't know if you're gonna be good so you both go together and you might be like wow my wife's athletic or you might be like damn i'm really athletic i'm so cool like i, I just got really into it i was trying to like i was trying to like speed race and stuff and if you go with, if you go with your partner, that's, that's pretty exciting because you'll you'll both see what you're what you're made of or what you're not made of. And there's also like obstacle courses usually. Like I wouldn't recommend starting off with a tough mudder, but you could you, know, you could go to like a local obstacle course and just do fun stuff. Like I was on a date a couple of years ago, and uh, there's like this wall, like you know, like an American Ninja Warrior. There's like a wall you have to run up. So I thought I was the man. I'm like I'm like what? I'm like you gotta record this for me. So I go running up the wall. And I just didn't make it. <laughs> I didn't make it. And it's funny because you think like, oh, like she's going to laugh at me. She's going to, you know, my party will judge me. No, it actually brings you together because it's like, wow, this guy is willing to try something so ridiculous. Just to have a good time. And obviously, like no one's expecting you to be a professional rock climber to, to beat the obstacle course record. It's all about the having fun aspect that shows that, you know, you care and you like to try new things. Oh, man, I love this. This is exactly what I needed. Uh, I really appreciate this, man. So, you know, I, I think there's some folks listening and they're like, all right, I could try a couple of these things out. But, you know, every night can't be like epic or every date can't be like, you know, an adventure. So what are some just simple and easy ways to to plan a date night? I know you've covered this in the article, too. Yeah, no, obviously. And, and this is the problem. And I was actually part of this article got inspired because I was at a wedding and I mean, I don't think this guy listens to podcasts. I'll just say, I have a cousin who I haven't seen in a while. And he was there with his uh, girlfriend. Like, they moved in together. So, I'm, you know, I'm trying to make small talk. I'm trying to plan, you know, now that I have a girlfriend for like, the first time in so long. I'm trying to make, you know, double dates and stuff. So I'm like, oh, so like, what are you guys into? Like, you know, you know, just small talk. What do you guys do? And they're, they just, they're just like, we just watch new shows on Netflix. We just watch new shows. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, uh, like anything else like that nah, we just look for new shows like, and, it, and like she was not like interested you can tell she was bored like I, I don't want to jump to any conclusions but like I don't I don't know I don't see that that's a, I don't think that's a good situation to be in and a similar thing I went to, to a similar thing happened with another friend I uh I was at housewarming I was talking to him and his wife I'm like oh so what are you guys doing for fun and she's like yeah you know he's usually tired after work so you know I just scroll through social media and he'll go to sleep I'm like what that's terrible so I get it. I totally get it that you're tired. Life is stressful. You have kids. I mean, I, I can't relate. So I'm not going to pretend like I can. But you can still try something simple. So uh, the easiest thing you can do like on a Thursday, Friday night, go to like a comedy club or something. Try something where it's, it's, you don't have to do anything. You really have to do nothing at a comedy club. And if you really want to you know, go back to the previous point, you want to step outside your comfort zone, sit in the front row. <laughs> we, we went two weeks ago, and we sat in the front row, and I was like, I hope they pick on me. <laughs> Because like, when I like to talk, I like to do public speaking. I like to go back and forth, and they did not pick on us because I guess they knew that I was like eager to like I was like look like they would like, go through the crowd. I'd be like ah, like looking at them, and they wouldn't they wouldn't make fun of me. Like oh, they want the on. easy targets, right? I'm an easy target. I got long hair. I'm a young guy. Come on, you can. So something something like a comedy club is 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 not like the most uh, epic thing, but it's fun. It's different. 
let's let's say you don't you don't want to you don't want to do that. You can, we can go to like a museum. Like, let's say it's a random night. To, uh, on Tuesdays, there's always like a you know Tuesday Tuesdays or whatever like like uh, like Tuesday deals. You can find a museum discount. Find like, you know movie go to like a movie theater, which is not it's a step above Netflix and chill, but. At a movie theater, you can you know there's like an arcade there. It's like a you know it's a process. You have to go there. You can you can uh, play arcade games before and after. You can do something. And and another thing that I found out to be fun is uh like just random things like like looking up new recipes in YouTube. Because like either way, you're gonna eat dinner. It's like like even if you're dead tired, you still have to eat dinner, right? Absolutely. So you guys can look up a new recipe on, on YouTube and try to like uh, cook it together or do so do something together that brings you brings you together. Because if you just come home, you pass out on the couch. She makes some, you know, crappy dinner because she's not in the mood. Because like, you know, you just pass out on the couch. That's not that exciting, right? And obviously, that, that could happen once in a while, but that adds up. And I've seen this happen to friends around me, like, like I mentioned. And you can tell that they're just bored out of their minds. And I don't, I don't know. I just don't think that's that's a good position to be in in life. Absolutely. Well, you know, you're 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 single now. You're in a you're in a uh, almost committed relationship, or it's serious, committed, committed. It's committed. Sorry, committed relationship. <laughs> don't so, get me in trouble here, Andy. <laughs> Oh, hey. My bad, but my I bad. Now, now, now she can't listen, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're in a committed relationship. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll fix that one. <laughs> That's fine. Don't worry. And um, so, you know, but you, let's say you were thinking about getting married down the road. You know, uh, it's it sounds like this type of relationship where the mundane is just not going to do for you. That is that is that kind of a relationship, the kind of marriage you see yourself having. A mundane relationship? No, no, the opposite of that. So oh, I mean, yeah, just yeah. having it be, you know, uh, it, so, it sounds like spicing things up and keeping it interesting is the only way that you would want to do marriage. Yeah, so that's very interesting. I, I find a lot of friends, like, like they're around 30 now, they, they, they force themselves, like they meet someone, like, yeah, I should settle down, I should get serious. I'm like, I think it's very important not to settle. And this is, this is you know, very, I don't know if it's an inappropriate topic on, on this podcast, but too many people settle. Yeah. You should really know what you want out of life. Don't just settle for the next person that you meet just because your parents said you should get married because you're 30. That's foolish. For me, what, what I what I look for is someone that I could be like best friends with. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we're gonna date, if we're gonna be in a relationship, we, you know, we should be really good friends. We should be able to get along. And I think that we should have uh, unique opinions. It's good to have you know meet someone that has similar opinions, but also some unique opinions. But, you know, so you're not always agreeing about everything. And uh, I think you need respect and trust. But, but you definitely need someone that, that's going to be your partner in crime. And this is a big thing, you know, like even if they don't uh, like have share interest, at least at least hopefully they respect your interest. Because I do a lot of ridiculous things like jujitsu, like I'm fighting other guys. Like obviously most women are not, not into a guy that's going to gym four times a week to go roll around with another guy and try to <laughs> choke them out. But at least they have the respect. And to at least have, like, you know, you, you, I, I personally believe that your, your partner, your, your romantic partner should be your partner in crime. So that's what that's a big thing that I look for. I, I would never settle if they don't want, if they don't want to travel with me or go on adventures. Like how how could that work? And I I just actually well, I went on a date not recently because I'm in a committed relationship. But in January, <laughs> I, I went on a date with this young lady and she got divorced because they went on separate trips. Like like, like that was part of the reason like the relationship wasn't working, hmm. and they were, they would go on separate trips. <laughs> like that's mind boggling to me because. Why would you be married to someone if you don't even want to travel with them? You want to go on, like, obviously, you know, there's business trips and stuff. Like, they just fully went on separate leisurely trips. And I, I thought that was so strange. Like, like, what, what are they, 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 like, don't you want to be around your, 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 your partner? 
Oh, wow. That's yeah, that's wild. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I completely hear where you're coming from and, and you can have that. It's um, it's fun to marry your best friend. I did marry my best friend. But what I'm going to commit to you today, Martin, is that I am going to plan this whitewater rafting trip with my wife. Are you? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I commit it to you, my friend. I will do uh-huh. that. And not only will I do that, I'm going to try some of these other exciting things you brought up on the show today, because well, that's what it's all about, man. It's about creating memories with your best friend and that's i i love her she's my best friend and i'm i'm gonna commit to spicing it up a little bit well cool man well where can people follow you and learn more about martin dasco yes i got a podcast do you do you even hustle i have studentomics i'm studentomics s-t-u-d-enomics studentomics i'm on studentomics.com studentomics tv on youtube studentomics on twitter studentomics on instagram and yeah send me a message if you need any date ideas Well, that was a nice dose of date night encouragement. Now let's hear from the founder of Do Good Date Night, Kristen Manieri. Welcome to the show, Kristen. How's it going? Awesome. So excited to be here. This is so fun. Excellent. Well, I just gave a little bit of an intro about your group and the concept that you came up here with Do Good Date Night. But uh, could you tell us a little bit about the genesis of all this? How did you come up with this? And I, I love the concept. Please, please go into it. Well, I was asked to take pictures at my daughter's school for their yearbook. And the event that I got assigned to was a volunteering event. So I show up and there's a bunch of fourth, fifth and sixth graders and they're all lined up in an assembly line and they're creating these non-perishable meal kits that are going to go all over the world. And they are having so much fun laughing. There was a bit of like a race to it, some competition to it. And it just looked like I wanted to jump into, like I wanted to do it as well. And I don't know about you, but when I grew up, volunteering was always a had to. You needed it to get a scholarship or to get a credit or just so it looked good on your resume. It was never something that was like you you could like it. Like it, it's actually fun and rewarding. And so I was always trying to find ways around it. And and so here I am watching these kids and it was literally the first time that it dawned on me that volunteering could be really fun. So in my life, outside of being the photographer for my kid's school yearbook, um, I've been writing about date night now for 11 years, but at that time for about seven years. And so I was already looking through the world, like through those goggles, like what would be good for date night? And it just like, it was like a light bulb going off. I watched these kids volunteer and I thought, oh my gosh, I want to do this on date night. I want to create something that allows couples to do this on date night. So I met with the, a local nonprofit and I said, what do you think about doing a do good date night? And they thought it was awesome. So I partnered with them and I think we've done 25 events now. So that was back in 2015. So yes. Yeah. And it's expanded outside of Orlando as well. That's great. So you're in Orlando and you did this as an experiment personally, or you did it as a business opportunity? What, what, what was your first feeling with the first one you put together and and, and why? Yeah, definitely an experiment and it caught fire immediately. So it wasn't, I knew that it was a hit before we even had our first event. It got front page coverage on the Orlando Sentinel, all the news, news, um, TV stations picked it up and, eventually in all the local magazines and things like that. But it was never a business model. It still isn't. It's really, it's a nonprofit here. It's something I do just to give back for the community. And then outside of Orlando, I provide blueprints, not for profit, but for food banks around the country. And I help them create do good date nights. So really it was just, uh, I just, it was just an idea, you know, like it's just an idea that just needed to be birthed. 
I thought this could be fun and it was immediately people loved it. And I just haven't looked back. That's awesome. Tell, tell me about the first one that when, when you planned who was coming, uh, you know, who, who attended and, and what were the reactions? So we had 80 people come sold. It's sold out. We worked with feeding children everywhere. So we got to wear hair nets, <laughs> which is always fun on date night. Absolutely sexy. Especially if you've actually put some effort into this and then someone tells you to put on a hairnet, but it's an easy experience. You know, all of our date nights are, all of our, our work projects are, are very turnkey. We're not overcomplicated. We're not making, you know, donor calls or anything like that. They're fun. We're working together. So we were in assembly line, just as the kids were doing, you'd be lentils, you know, I'm rice and we're making these kits and someone else is closing them and someone else is packing them. And and people just loved it. I mean, we, we had, we had eight lines of 10 people and we got, I think it was 12,000 meal kits created. And then we rolled right into date night. So we had it catered by a local barbecue joint. People really liked, and we had beer, um, that they provided as well that was included in the ticket. And so for, I think it was 25 bucks, people got dinner and they got to make a difference and they made new friends. And it was just a really simple and sweet night out that made people feel really satisfied with how they'd spent their time. That's great. How did you coordinate that? How did you get 80 people to show up for this idea that had never been done before? Well, I had been my website. So Orlando date night guide, I had a pretty good following by then. So I was able to push it out through that, but getting on the front page of the, of Orlando Sentinel, I don't, I can't even count how many people would have read that. And they pushed it out digitally as well. And of course the local news picked it up. So that was a really big help that kind of got our momentum, but immediately all those people came back to our next do good date night. So it's really, it's never a struggle to market it because everyone wants to come back. We've sold out in as little as two hours for later events. Sometimes it takes a couple of days, but you, people know if they want to go, they have to buy a ticket immediately. And even the event that we had just recently, someone said, oh my gosh, we've been trying for seven straight events and you're always sold out. This is the first time we've been able to come. So it's, it's fun. It kind of solves itself at this stage. That's great. Well, giving back and also having fun with your spouse and with other like-minded couples that are in sort of the same situations, it's got to be a blast. So you started it in Orlando and it started to mm-hmm. spread there. How did it spread outside of Florida? Um, well, second harvest food bank is one of our main partners here. We do a few events with them every single year. And I, I reached out to them and said, this is, it works really well with food banks. It works really well with other organizations as well. It definitely isn't a fit for every nonprofit, but we, um, we know that it works well with certain types of volunteer experiences. And one of them is food banks. It works really well with food banks. So, uh, our, my contacts here locally started introducing me to other food banks and, uh, they heard the idea and thought, Oh my gosh, I want to do this. And, um, it just sort of spread it, good housekeeping, right. wrote a story about it. And I started getting all kinds of emails from people all over the country saying, I want to do it here. I want to do it here. So we've had one in, we had a few now in Muncie, Indiana, Dayton, Ohio. If you, anyone lives near there, they are killing it. They have so much fun. They they're having, they're turning their warehouse into an escape game for their next oh, two good date great. night. Yeah. And then, uh, Louisiana and now California, but it's, it's really just, they take it on. I'm not there. I don't, you know, I'm really just there to answer any questions. So are you like providing the, like you said, the blueprints, the instructions, and then somebody kind of takes it over as just uh, somebody who's interested? That's it. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and some people just run with it and some have a million questions and either way is fine with me. I'm just, 
I'm just really excited to see it grow and to see what we created here in Orlando impact people in other places of the world. So where do these blueprints exist? If, if somebody was so inspired right now, listening to us saying, Hey, I, I would like to do this in my area, even if yeah. it's eight people instead of 80, where, how, how do people do that? Just go, you go to do good and you click on host an event and then you fill out a little form that tells me like who you are and what you're thinking. And then I send, send it off to you. That's really that simple. What about the charity aspect to it? Are you, helping people to um, maybe understand what charities would benefit from a program like this. How do you decide that? How do they decide that? Yeah. So the quintessential part of the do good date night is the do good part, which is why we always do it first. Every event is organized with about an hour of, of do good and then an hour of date night. And so as I was referring to before, it's not a good fit for everybody. So we don't go and work at the Humane Society, let's say, because people would have to be trained on how to be with dogs. And we don't work with small children. Like anywhere that you'd need to be like fingerprinted and like background checked, we're not going to do that. So it's kind of, someone called it one time drive-by volunteering. It's the type of volunteering that you can just show up get a heck of a lot of work done in like 60 or 90 minutes and then, and then just move on. And I think people like it because if they want to go back to the nonprofit and volunteer again, they certainly can. We can provide them with great opportunities for that. They usually learn that night about where the other times are that they can come and volunteer. But if they don't want to, that's fine too. Like it's no obligation. There's no training. There's, there isn't like an hour of orientation on a Saturday morning. Like it's, we've taken like all the friction and hurdles away and said, here, like just go and do this. I love it. So it, it's, it's fast. It's frictionless. But mm-hmm. it makes a very big impact to the oh, charities you're working with, right? What's yes. the reaction you're getting from these charities? Well, just with Second Harvest, we just had an event on Friday and we bagged 10,000 pounds of produce. So they get these massive bins from farmers. Of uh, We were working with apples, cucumbers, and potatoes. And they have hundreds of partner organizations. So it's like, what are you going to do with this big bin of potatoes? Like, how are you going to get it out to the 40,000 people in Central Florida every single day who, who suffer from food scarcity? Well, we do it. We bag them all into like three to five pound bags. So that's what we were doing. So that's, they're right there. They're so excited to have us here because that's a lot of work that gets done in a very short amount of time. But we also have a raffle. In some cases, a portion of the ticket um, goes to the charity. So for example, we worked with um, a really great one a couple of months ago called A Gift for Teaching. And we sorted school supplies. So lots of teachers are buying school supplies. They're trying to help that issue. And then we went somewhere else to eat. Um, so we took a section of that ticket price and gave it back to, to them. So it's like I said, hundred non hundred percent nonprofit. I don't keep any of it, but the money goes to pay for the cost of the event. And if there's any money left over, then it goes directly. And then we usually have a raffle that creates another three or $400 in, in giving back to the nonprofit as well. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, 
and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Let's jump back into the show. I think that's I think that's incredible. Well, let, let, let's talk a little bit about um, a topic that I'm very interested in that I know you have a lot of experience with, and that's date night in general. So mm-hmm. you're a young parent. You've got a nine year old and a seven year old, right? Ten, nine and ten. ten nine or and eight, ten, and no. ten, eight, eight and ten. ten. Okay, eight and yeah. ten. Um, why do you personally feel that doing things like this with your spouse is really important for your marriage? I think for us we have noticed that it's really easy to get lost in just the management of the family. Who's doing what, where are the groceries, who field trips, forms that need to go to school, doctor's appointments, dentist. I mean, you know, it's, there's a, there's like a management of like having a family. And I think that the, like the friendliness and the, even like you could say passion, but I'm talking about like just general civility <laughs> between Absolutely. two people. Absolutely. Let's just start there. Like, let's like just be kind and respectful to each other can get lost in that. You know, it's like, it becomes kind of like a workplace of like, we just got to do this thing called our family. And to me, date night is those two or three hours every week where I'm reminded of like, Oh, I love you. Like, that's right. Like we got married at some point and it wasn't so that we could get to soccer on time. Like it was because we like each other and we love each other and we wanted to create something. And I think if we don't create these little punctuation marks, we stop seeing why we wanted what we have. 
And it's not because we can be busy and overcommitted and spending a lot of money and never have time. It's because we wanted to share our life with this person that we've had kids with. And, and I can't think of any other time where we get a chance to get recentered in that except for our, our weekly date night. There's somebody listening right now that says, that sounds really nice. I don't <laughs> have the time and I don't want to spend the money. Yeah. What would I hear you say that a lot. to that person? Well, first I would say, what do you have to start saying no to, to make the time? So as an example, I had a girlfriend tell me last weekend that she had three birthday parties. They had three birthday parties in one weekend for their children. And I looked at her and I said, why did you say yes to all three of those? Why didn't you just say yes to one? Like really we need to start putting some boundaries up around our family that says, you might be upset or disappointed or even kind of ticked off with me, but we're just overcommitted right now. And it's just not working for us. So that, that would be the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is date night doesn't have to be Saturday night at seven o'clock. That's the toughest time to find the babysitter. It's the when you're going to spend the most money. And really it's probably when you're the most exhausted. So if Saturday night isn't an option, you got to take a lunch break during the week. Why don't you meet your spouse for lunch? Why don't you wake up really early on a Sunday morning and walk five miles together? Why don't you go out for happy hour right after work on a Monday and, and have, you know, grandma come right over after school? Like we need to get out of this idea that like it's Saturday night, it's Saturday night. Cause for some people that's just not going to be possible. And they kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater. And it's like, no, like there's seven other days or six other days in the week and like 166 other hours <laughs> that you can choose from. Why do you think um, changing up the typical date, like what you're doing with do good date night is good for the relationship? Well, I think, well, first of all, I think studies have shown that when we do new things, we're just happier. But I think when we do new things together, that even ups it even more because now you're experiencing it with someone in the moment you're having the experience of why wasn't this fun that we're doing this thing together? But then you have that kind of residual effect, like kind of like certain workouts, how like you keep burning off fat for like, you know, 24 more hours or whatever it is. I feel like you have this like residual happiness that comes where you can say that was fun or look at this picture I posted on that or, you know, you could tell other couples about it. So I think we, our lives become richer when we do new things and we try new things and we step out of our routines. But I think our marriages really, really do. And it doesn't have to be do good date night. It could be, you know, going to an art gallery or going to a chocolate making class or really it's just anything. It really, like I said, it could be just going for a walk and having someone prep with some really fun discussion questions so that you're not locked into the same old, like, how are the kids? How's your job? Did you call the plumber? A little prep work goes a long way and it doesn't have to feel weird. If you've been together, my husband, we, we've been together 16 years. Sometimes we cannot think of a thing, single thing to talk about. Mm. So we, we bring discussion questions on our date night. Like there's no shame in that to me. We love having great discussions. And sometimes those topics aren't like sitting right here. We, we have to come prepared. So your husband's name is Mark, right? Yes. What's your favorite date you've ever been on with Mark? She, I would say we love doing a progressive dinner. And while I normally would tell people, ah, dinner, like you can think of something better. Everyone knows to go out for dinner, but there's something really fun. It has that like discovery element. 
of trying a couple restaurants in one night. We'll go in the first one and have like just a salad and sit at the bar. We don't, we don't trouble a a server with that. We're just going to have one salad and then we're going to leave. We'll sit at the bar and then we'll go to the next one and we'll have like an appetizer and then we'll go to the next one. That one's really, really fun. I think anytime that we're engaged in doing something, like even going out and playing trivia together, we really like that. Uh, like I said, we've been to a chocolate class together is really fun, but I really, I love play. Like anytime we can be like laughing, playing together, I feel like that also turns up the dial on like all those good feelings that we have for each other. I love it. Well, you know, we talk a lot on my show about being smart with your money and investing and things like that. It sounds as if our conversation today is centered around that same sort of thought, investing, investing your time, investing your money in the thing that matters most in your, in your world. If you've just, if you've decided, if you've chosen to become married to somebody, you're in it for the long haul, you're in it for your entire life. Yeah. And by putting them first, Mm-hmm. you are really setting yourself up for success, not only as a parent, but also financially, I would say as well. So I'm mostly just repeating this for myself so that I, <laughs> I get right after our call, I go and, and contact our babysitter and, and, and make this uh, um, at least a monthly thing because it's something I'm it. working on. So I, I, I really it. appreciate it, Kristen. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, it's my pleasure. One question. Um, I know we t- touched on it slightly in the middle, but I want to make sure people understand where they can go to learn more about Do Good Date Night, but also to maybe create one in their own area. It sounds yeah. so unique. I know you're, yeah. you're, you're central to, to Florida in Orlando there, but man, let's, let's create a movement. Let's, let's help people to understand that not only is it great to spend time with your spouse, the person you've said I do forever, but yeah. it's also great to give back. So where can people go to learn more about do good date night and to connect with you? Yeah. So going to dogooddatenight.com is the best place because you can watch a video about it. You can see where we've had events and see some pictures and it really helps you answer some questions you may have about the concept already. Like, well, how do you choose a ticket price and who do you partner with? So we already kind of answer those questions on the website, but then there's that form you can fill out that gets to me directly. Um, and then I respond back and find out a little bit more about your event and then provide any support that I can in terms of like, we talked about that blueprint and helping people understand like the nuts and bolts of actually putting an event like this together. And it doesn't have to be that you could just go volunteer on a Saturday night. It doesn't have to be a big thing. There's tremendous amount of volunteer opportunities available. So don't, if it feels like a big a job or you just don't want to wait, just start, just start with just the two of you and see how that goes. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk about this important topic with me today and congratulations on what you're doing with do good date night. I I really think it's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Who's ready to go on an awesome date with their spouse now? I I know I'm pumped. These chats with Martin and Kristen definitely gave me a jolt and reminded me that my marriage comes first. You hear that, Nicole? You come first if you're listening. I hope you're listening. This is going to be a good one for you to listen to. (laughs) Without a solid marriage, my relationship with my kids and my ability to build our legacy wealth that I always talk about, that's going to suffer as well. And the date night is going to be a great tradition that needs to be honored to keep the family life happy. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Martin Dasko and Kristen Manieri. Number one, 
plan some adventure together. Forget the Saturday night dinner for a moment, my friends. Think about what's an exciting and fun idea that would infuse some adventure into our marriage. Hmm. Even if it's something new or different or intimidating, like Martin said, show some vulnerability. That might not be bad for us, right? Activities like salsa dancing or rock climbing or cooking lessons or skating or sitting in the front row of a comedy club. These are all just starter ideas that um, were shared during the show today and things for you to think about. So what's something that would make your spouse happy or get them excited or feel like they're on an adventure? You think about that. Number two, it doesn't need to break the bank. If money is tight or you're working on paying off debt, date night does not have to be super expensive. Sometimes that's just where our minds go right away. The dinner, the babysitter, it all seems so expensive. My friends, it doesn't have to be. Do you have family or friends that could watch your kids for a couple hours? If not, connect with a good sitter on urbansitter.com or care.com and find someone you can trust. It's worth the investment for a couple hours and you could just build up this roster of sitters that you can call when you need to. Trust me, it's really worth it. As for the inexpensive part of the equation, the date, try some of uh, what Kristen and Martin said. You know, discover your town on a bike or go for a walk or cook together at home without the kids or check out something on Groupon to see what new classes are out there you guys could try together. I think you will be surprised at how much fun you'll have and how inexpensive it can actually be. Number three, give back together and grow together. I loved hearing about do good date night from Kristen. What a fun way to make memories and really connect with your spouse. During the season of giving, the November and December timeframe that we're in right now, I thought it was extremely timely and appropriate to highlight this charitable option for young families. I know it really, it really resonated with me when I, uh, when I had that conversation with her. And you don't necessarily need to do your evening of giving back with Do Good Day Night. You can connect with a charity you want to support and see how you can give back and create a whole evening out of it, create a date night out of it. This could become a really cool tradition that brings the two of you close together. So those were my top three takeaways. Number one, plan some adventure together. Number two, it doesn't need to break the bank. And number three, give back together and grow together. Take some time today to think about how you can infuse a date night into your marriage. And maybe you're already doing this. Maybe it's just an opportunity for you to spice it up. Take it outside of the uh, the Saturday night dinner realm. It doesn't have to be weekly. You know, you could start monthly and just see how it goes from there. That's what Nicole and I are starting to do now. In fact, I was so inspired by this episode and my conversations with Kristen and Martin that I started blocking off our calendar for a monthly date night. And that's that's a first step, a good first step for me and Nicole. Um, it's something that we kind of lost in the, we call, what did I say the other day? Uh, the the six-year kid coma that we've been in. <laughs> but it's important. We got to remember to focus on the relationship and not just uh, being parents. So next month, we are hitting up the Story Slam, the Grand Slam in Detroit. If you guys have ever heard of The Moth, 
It's this really cool program where people get up and tell these really awesome stories. They're either heartfelt or funny or, um, you know, some of them are tear jerkers, but anyway, they do it on the, on NPR and it is, um, this event is a in-person event where you see the best of those stories from the whole year. So we've got that on the calendar and we're going to have a great time and make some fun memories together. Now it's time to announce the money master of the week. Andrea from Toledo, Ohio called in to share a recent money win of hers. Take it away, Andrea. Hi, my name is Andrea. I currently live in the Toledo, Ohio area, and I work full-time for a healthcare system in medical billing. I've been there 16 years. One thing that I found as a challenge within this company is getting a significant raise every year. So to receive that significant raise, what you have to do is actually move around within the company and find other positions that work for you to help expand your skills. So instead of the 2% raise every year, what I will typically do is every couple years, I will start looking for a new position within the company. More recently, I've switched to a new position and actually received a significant raise um, and also have gained a lot of knowledge through that position as well. So I'm actually building my future within the company and adding to my skills, which is a huge win for me. So that would be my money win right now. Nice work, Andrea. She didn't just hope for more money at work. She grew her skills and her knowledge, and she earned it. Andrea examined the landscape of how people make more money at her specific company, and she successfully worked the system. Now that's how you get it done. If you want to learn more about Andrea and discover more financial tips for success, check her out at savingjoyfully.com. That's savingjoyfully.com. Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your career win and congratulations for being our Money Master of the Week. Do you have a recent financial victory that you want to share on the show? You got to email me, my friends, at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com or leave me a voicemail, just like Andrea did, at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash voicemail. I would love to hear from you and celebrate your success. You'll find all the links and resources for today's show at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 110. That's session 110. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash session 110. If you are digging this show, I would really appreciate you leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Show reviews give people a reason to check out the show, and I would love to grow the reach of this podcast, my friends, and just help more families grow wealthy and happy family legacies. That is my goal. Will you help me out? It'll take you just like a couple minutes. It'd be sweet. <laughs> Go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Apple Podcasts for an Apple Podcast review and marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Stitcher for a Stitcher review. I really appreciate you considering it, everybody. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from John Mayer. I believe my life's going to see the love I give return to me. Call the sitter, block the calendar, and date like you just met everybody. Carpe diem! 